everybody, welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. I'm Jeff Antoniak, welcome to the video this week. So uh, I've got some very cool announcements, including the winner of the Jazzwire giveaway contest. So that's gonna be coming up in just a little bit. But today I wanna to talk about playing in 7-4. Why in the world would we ever wanna play in 7-4? Well, one answer is jazz musicians have been doing this for like 60 years since the great Dave Brubeck album came out with Take Five and Blue Rondo a la Turk, playing in odd time signatures is something that jazz musicians do. We play in atypical time signatures. We play in three, four, we play in six, eight. And so for the last, as I said, 60 or more years, this has been a part of the music. And modern jazz musicians, modern meaning the last 60 years, have been toying around with this sort of thing. So it's an important thing to have a sense of what's going on. And I will tell you, this is something I've been doing myself for decades, and it makes your rhythmic sense so strong to question some elements of what's going on. And um, one thing I'll say is I'm actually playing this tune tonight. Um, I'm doing a streaming concert, and I hope you can attend. Just go to this link right here and um, check it out. So we're gonna be doing All the Things You Are, famous jazz standard, um, in 7-4. So I'd love for you to hear the amazing band that I have playing it tonight. And it got me thinking, let's actually talk about this a little bit. So first thing, how do we convert a song that's not in 7-4 into 7-4? All the Things You Are is in 4-4. Four, four. So where do we get all these extra beats from? How does that work? How do you morph a song like that? And so um, that's a great question. So we have to decide, am I going to add three beats to every measure? Does every measure of four become a measure of seven? On occasion, we can do that. It sort of depends on song by song, depends on your arrangement of it. Um, but a very typical thing is to alternate a measure of four and a measure of three. Item number one shows us two measures of four, four. So if we can imagine those are the first two measures of all the things you are. So the way we're going to be performing this with my band is a measure of 4-4, four, four, a measure of 3-4. So essentially now what I need to do is every other measure of the song, I need to chop out a beat, right? So 4-4, four, four, that's great. Now the next measure is 3-4, I need to get rid of a beat. Third measure is great, fourth measure need to get rid of a beat and do this all the way through. Sounds like a lot of work, right? Well, so there are some real tricks to uh, making this happen. And one of the big ones is don't count in seven. For God's sake, don't count in seven when you're in seven four, or if you're playing in five four or nine eight. Don't count to five, don't count to nine. That'll make you insane. How often do you count one, two, three, four in every measure of four four you're playing? If you're a real beginner, if you're working on your reading, you might be doing that. Most of us don't do that because our heads will explode, right? Walking down the street, how often are you thinking left, right, left, right? You get it. So uh, don't think in seven. So what we need to do is come up with the clave for seven four. Clave is a Portuguese word that you know can sort of translate into the key. Uh, we use clave as a particular rhythm. It comes from Afro-Cuban you know, thinking about Afro-Cuban music. So we need to come up with an underlying rhythm in 7-4 that isn't counting to seven that's gonna help us keep our spot. That is the key. That's why you've been having problems even playing maybe 3-4 or certainly playing 5-4. 
Today we're going to talk about 7-4. So we're going to get to that in a second. Um, I want to let you know that uh, virtual jazz workshop coming up this January, Maryland Winter Jazz. I did this this past summer because of COVID. It was an amazing success, so much that people are, were requesting when's the next one. So we're going to do it January 8 through 10. So check out uh, our special guests, Chris Potter on the saxophone, one of the greatest saxophone players on the scene today, period. Chris Potter. We have Mike Stern on guitar. We have Terrell Stafford on the trumpet. And then a long list of our core faculty members, including Greg Fishman on saxophone and Paul Bolenbach on guitar and James Moore on trumpet and on and on and on. It's an incredible way for you to study and play with these folks. Um, so yeah, I want you to uh, check it out, sign up. We only have 35 spots, so uh, jump on one of those spots soon. It's going to book up quickly. Okay, so let's get back to this 7-4 thing. The secret is to count in four, a lopsided four. So if you look at item number three on the sheet, you can see the rhythms that I'm suggesting. And this is really how most people do it. So in 4-4, four, four, I don't want you to count to four. I just want you to feel two pulses, two half notes. So these are our quarter notes. You play bang, bang. Great. So you did two hits. And so you only had to think about two things as four beats went by. So now the trick is the three, four portion. I want you to think of two dotted quarter notes. That is the parent rhythm for three, four. This is something I've done videos on in the past. If you want to uh, just go to YouTube and type in Digging Deeper Jazz Parent Rhythms, and you'll come up with a number of videos that I talk about this. So now, if we're gonna be doing um, this, uh, this clave in seven, four, it's gonna sound like this. So if I, if I count us in in four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one. So that's it. So it's bang, 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 bang. So it's four lopsided clicks. So I am for all the world thinking four when I am playing in 7-4. But the fours, you know, each of those clicks is not the same length. So that's the trick. It takes a little bit of practice. But if you're good at playing in 4-4, and if you have some skills playing in 3-4, that's how we put it together. So let me do this. I'm going to uh, play all the things you are for you. And I'll play it as written on the sheet here. And so you can see what it sounds like. You can listen to what it sounds like. And uh, don't leave because I want to let you know if you won the uh, Jazzwire giveaway. So that is the trick to playing in 7-4. So if you know the song, you heard the song, but yes, it was in 7-4. There was a little, you know, some missing pieces, right? But now the idea for the band and for me is to phrase it in a way that does sound natural. So yes, we're doing it in a way, we're doing it to do something different. So of course it's supposed to sound different, but not supposed to sound bad different. It's supposed to still have a flow and it's supposed to have motion. So Mike Pope, who's playing bass on the gig, the 
the way his baselines are going to be moving and resolving and creating tension and resolving tension. That's all very important stuff. So we all work on this. And this ability to hold these rhythms in your mind and shift, that's why I'm suggesting this is a cool thing to at least know about. So I know many of you are going to be uh, checking out the concert, so I wanted you to have a sense of sort of what to listen for and what's going on and how we're thinking about it. But for many of you out there, this will be a cool thing to work on. Should you put everything down and start playing in 7-4? For some of you, it might be a cool thing to do to shake things up. For many of you, no. There's better use of your time. But um, to do this for 10 minutes a day, that's a great use of your time. Absolutely. So the trick part, so as I'm going to do a little more playing coming up, and as I'm playing, see if you can keep that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, double, two, down. A one, two, three, four, double, two, down. If you can keep that pulse, that clave, that parent rhythm of that lopsided four that fits into seven, that's the big deal. So before we go into it just a little bit deeper, before I do more playing for you, I want to let you know about the giveaway. So for the last couple of weeks, we've had people emailing in, entering the contest to become um, a free subscriber to jazzwire.net. That's the, uh, the website that I run. Musicians, hundreds of musicians from all over the world working together. It's an incredible place and people are getting so much done. And so this is a $375 value for the course of six months. And saxophonist Solomon Charles won. So Solomon, congratulations. Um, I, he sent me a little YouTube clip that I checked out, which wasn't why he won. It was an absolute random drawing. But after the fact, saw this clip and it's like, wow, man, some cool stuff going on. So I'm excited to get rolling with him. The other cool thing is for the many of you that entered, um, folks sent in requests for digging deeper topics, upcoming videos, 60 requests. So I'm going to be processing all those and thinking through uh, what is going to be kind of cool. So basically, I've got the next year of, uh, of digging deeper ideas from you. So thank you for sending those in. Here's the other thing. We're going to be doing more giveaways. So I do want to see you at Jazzwire. I don't want you to wait a year to win the giveaway. So um, visit us at jazzwire.net. If you'd like to take a free tour, let me know, and we'll get you going. But Solomon, exciting. All right, very cool. So let me do this. I'm going to play through the tune now. I'm going to play all the things you are. I'm going to play through the whole melody, and I'm going to take a chorus solo. And your assignment is, can you keep that pulse? Now, if you have to be counting seven to yourself to begin with, I get it, but I want you feeling one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, four, five, two, da, da. So I want you to be feeling that. Now, I am feeling that. So many of the uh, decisions that I'm making, rhythmic decisions, will be based on that, right? That's my clave. That's, those are the dance steps that I'm following. But here's the thing. I don't want to be obvious every measure all the time either. So sometimes I will play a rhythm that goes against that right? Music isn't about following all the rules and doing the simplest thing possible all the time. Sometimes we want to break the rules. Sometimes we want to play a harmonic tension, a melodic tension, a rhythmic tension. All right. So um, do a little experimenting with this. Of course, you can always get in touch with us at diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com. You can get this PDF at that address too. So I hope you'll uh, check out the gig this evening where you'll hear the band play this live and really uh, consider checking out Maryland Winter Jazz and work with Chris Potter. Listen to Mike Stern talking to us about playing with Miles Davis on and on.
All right, gonna do a little plan for you.